in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Welcome to another brand new episode of Topic Thunder. Here from the Top 10 Show, I am John Roca. Uh, I am Matt No, Sorry, my uh, wife texted me right as you said that. It was my cue and I looked oh. down and realized, <laughs> no oh worries. yeah, I'm supposed to speak right now. <laughs> no worries, my man. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, got a guy coming to work on uh, an airbag recall. Oh, okay. Swap out airbags. So he's trying to finalize times. Nice. Understood. Uh, that's why I was distracted. I was like, oh, I actually need to respond to this. Real, uh, life. real life, man. Real man. <laughs> just driving around there, semi unprotected. Come on now. I wear a fucking seatbelt, guys. I do my part. <laughs> and I also drive like an asshole. So you do your part. You know what there I mean? I barrel into. I was actually that guy that hit you. Oh, uh, no. In the parking lot. Uh huh. I got like, you know, those stilt walker type things. I got mini ones and a skin to put over it so I can blend in. <laughs> uh, he was a big, dumb animal, folks. <laughs> he was really this is tall, plodding guy. Anyway, um, we're getting into So this is a show where we uh, answer the questions, comments, thoughts from our uh, patrons at the five dollar and above level. They send in uh, stuff for us to talk about here. Sometimes it's one question for a whole show. Sometimes it's four questions. Or two or three uh, questions uh, that uh, that uh, fill a whole show for us. Try to do about a half an hour of it and have some fun with it. We're doing it all as a thank you to the patrons, as a way to keep interactive with the patrons as well. And we put it out there for everybody to listen to or watch. And if you're not a patron yet, come on. Come hang out with us. Come join the Patreon, at least at the $5 level. Let's get those numbers up. So many of you all enjoyed us coming to see you live. Well, once this old Delta variant thing, thing dies down, We'll definitely be exploring the possibility of coming live, and we can't do that without the huge support that you guys were showing us in the past. So please get back on board the Patreon if you've walked away, friend, or up your donation so that you can keep us going and doing the things that we're doing here on the show. And we've kept giving you uh, content every week, multiple every week. times a week. So that shows you our commitment to the show. Show your commitment to the show by uh, supporting us or upping your support on the show for for sure. Yeah, there we, we go. really appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, we'd be forever in your debt. Thank you very much. And this show is one of the ways we say thank you. Absolutely. Which we talk about whatever in the world you guys want to talk about. Lately, you guys have been giving us some meaty questions that we oh, yeah, an inordinate amount of time on. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to this. Absolutely. Whoever's first up today, boy, bar is pretty high. Let's do this. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think I go first. Is that correct? I sure. think it is. Yeah. All right. Chris Lemke. He says, what's up, guys? If you haven't had the chance, I'm sure we'd all love to hear your thoughts on Loki. Secondly, if you had to be stuck in the void with all of the multiverse uh, of, with a single character, who would you choose? Thank you for your glorious purpose, Lemke. Matt, did you see Loki? Of course. We both saw Loki. Yes, we did. Did you like it? What a foolish question. I have not seen the first of What If yet. Uh, oh, okay. But I will uh, see that. Although okay. reviews have been tepid thus far. I liked it. Yeah, I figured as much. Next week's episode is better. So. Okay. 
That's what I'll say. Uh, yeah, Loki was great. And Loki was everything I was looking forward to mm-hmm. on a television budget. Where I don't need big, huge in-game like set pieces and all that jazz. Yeah. You can tell kind of large, small stories, which they do in Multiverse right. and WandaVision. Um, I still think, I mean, Falcon and Winter Soldier kind of served a purpose to set up how yep. the franchise goes. But the, the show itself, I thought was just okay. Yeah. You know. It was meat and potatoes compared to these others that are, that's a, that's a fucking steak. Yeah. Right. I agree. Um, but Loki's been my favorite so far mm-hmm. by a mile personally. I agree. It's the one that had the best in payoff for me at yep. the end of it. And it's the one that kept my interest and kept me questioning things and investigating things and exploring things and constantly being challenged as a viewer the whole time. And really loving the introduction of Lady Loki, really enjoyed um, having what we got from Richard E. Grant with those Lokis, all those Lokis. And then, of course, uh, what we got at the end there. And I don't want to ruin too much of it in case some of you maybe haven't gotten to it yet or are not able to see it in your country. But that ending was, in my opinion, was fucking great and Mm. really set up where we're going big time next in this phase of the MCU. Yeah, I mean, can we talk about like spoiler talk about it? Do you want to do we, that? We could do that if you want. Right, we we'll sure. just say right now, spoiler, spoiler talk right now. Yeah, if you want to, uh, I don't know. We're not going to put time codes on this. Just check back every once and again. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love Kang. Yeah, right. I love Kang. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't wait to see how this all unfolds. This has been like the nice real introduction to what this the cataclysmic event that is coming and how this is going to mm-hmm. shake up everything we already had hints at it um right. but if it's more like this i'm fully on board mm-hmm. uh because it's now more kind of the lokier type of characters mm-hmm. it's not gonna it, we're still gonna have the big set pieces but it's not like thanos where you know he's a hammer and the whole world you know everything is a nail right this right. is going to take more cunning and sleuth and backstabbing and trying to snip all these timelines or fix it or stop the multiverse from happening mm-hmm. or whatever ends up by the end of it. So you get more characters like Doctor Strange. Um, can't wait yeah. to see how Guardians and someone like Thor, who is more of a hammer, how they right. incorporate them into this, but the, doing the Guardians route. Uh, yeah, I th- thoroughly enjoyed Loki. The end of Scarlet Witch throws me for a loop. Yeah. Um. Her name yeah. is Witch, but I, I just the Wiccan aspect of it was never. Mm-hmm. But I didn't read her as a comic. She was only there on team ups, right? So Avengers stuff, yeah, yeah. It was always Avengers. I don't, I didn't really know her backstory, know her backstory, mm-hmm. and if that was what canonically it is mm-hmm. or canonically, um, so be it. I have no idea, right? Right. Um, but that's just because I'm a sexist. You know what I mean? I don't <laughs> like that in my comic books. I want dudes with bulges in spandex. Uh, I'm very proud of you. Somebody had to say it. For coming out and just being honest about what it is. You know, you just got to talk to Richard E. Grant. I'd like to see more Richard E. Grant uh, costumes. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I I like the idea of um, what they were setting up. Um, But I did throughout WandaVision. But that last episode, I wasn't the biggest fan of it overall. I've gone back to watch it a couple times, and yeah, my feelings are still the same. Like I feel like they 
they, they presented these massive concepts and then they ended it with just a fight over power uh between yeah. two witches and i was like ah i get it maybe there's a there's a how can i say this maybe there's a feminine um um i don't know a fe- uh, empowerment mo- uh, situation here when you're having two women going at it blah blah, blah and two fantastic actresses Catherine hahn elizabeth olsen i get it and as a dude we've seen that happen multiple times right to do just going sure. at it as the final of any film superhero film. so maybe it's fair maybe it's unfair to to ding it for that but I just felt like the concepts you presented were so interesting and so deep and uh, unsettling changing reality. Yeah. Changing reality, grief, all of it. Yeah. And then you reduce it down to just, I want what's on your, I want to be the most powerful witch on the planet. It's like, ah, man. So. And so all the other heroes, like they have the ability and they have to, to hone that ability. What yeah. are we saying within her world? You just need to learn a book of spells. Um, I guess. And have inherent ability like she does. Whereas right. strange is, I guess you need to tap in. You're still saying spells. So I don't know why I make the distinction, but mm. once you say Wiccan and we're taking the witch part of this very legitimately real. Yeah. It just takes me out of this other, you know, I was thinking fantasy like this, mm-hmm. not incorporating dragons and King Arthur and witches and, you know, warlocks and stuff like that that's a different realm of fantasy to me yeah it's a dumb distinction that i'm making who gives a shit but there's nothing else like it there is no wizard really gandalf doesn't exist in this world right he's a sorcerer doctor strange but i think the difference is that wanda is very much on wanda's own path and about wanda whereas strange is about the universe or the protecting earth Right. That's kind of his job. Right. It, Wanda doesn't have that responsibility. Wanda doesn't have that. It's not what she's called to do. So yeah. I think that's where the difference lies when you look at well, what she's doing versus what he's doing. And hers is a more singular purpose versus Strange's. It doesn't mean she won't eventually find her way back to protecting, but that's always been an issue ever since she converted in Age of Ultron from supporting Ultron to supporting the Avengers. It did cost her her brother. And then eventually, you know, her husband or her lover. And so it's a complicated relationship she has with being a hero. So it's different. I don't know. I I just think the difference is we saw Strange go through the training. So then he had the ability where she had the ability. And then it turns out she could have been casting spells. Like she puts up those runes or whatever they are. And that suddenly imbues extra power. And you're like, so then what was her power before? Like, I'm so lost as to what this character is because this, the Catherine Han side of it is yeah. she came up through a coven and they taught each mm-hmm. other and they learned from a sorceress supreme type of individual. Right. And that when they'd make more sense if they eventually had this kind of duel, but then out of nowhere there are runes and shit. You're like, yeah. Oh, so are there druids in this world? Like, I don't understand. I don't know. But they they just you, haven't hinted at it other than her name is Witch. Right. Right. Well, and um, you counter that, Matt, with Sophia DiMartino, Lady Loki. In Loki, she can cast spells. She can do things that she does. But like, there's a difference with how she's playing that character. Right? But there's Loki a difference with what she's doing. Too. Yeah, Loki can cast spells. Yeah, because of his mom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I totally believe in it. They each have their own unique spell casting kind of ability, which I found right. interesting. Right. Like right. they're not all the same thing, which makes sense considering they're an infinite multitudes of Lokis. Right. Uh, what if What if Charles Bronson was Doctor Strange? <laughs> <laughs> We're doing this again. Hey, Dormammu. 
<laughs> I've come to bargain. <laughs> hey, no dice. <laughs> Just we get back to the catchphrase eventually. Uh, I love that this is a recurring comedy bit for kids that are now middle aged. You know what I mean? This is for. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I think Charles Bronson wear the fuck out of squad of a uh, sorcerer of Doctor Strange's cloak and uh, an outfit. He almost could do the the little goatee as well. I mean, yeah, he really could. He's good. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I just don't know if I believe the brains equivalent. You could tell me the first part is he's the world class surgeon. Hey, Stark. <laughs> hey, hey, don't cut that nerve. <laughs> That's just him in the operating theater. More anesthesia. <laughs> uh, pretty sure that dude's knocked out. <laughs> Time to reconnect the tendons. Doctor, were you able to save him? Uh, no dice. No. Uh, no, dice. no dice. Sorry. <laughs> Don't forget to validate your parking. <laughs> he, just, he gives the one finger salute and walks, walks off. And walks off. Uh, God, I can't tell if he's good at their job or terrible. <laughs> I just can't take my eyes off him. <laughs> Something about him. Something about him. Uh, anyway, yeah. You got uh, herpes. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> that ain't a normal blister. Uh, I don't like getting news from you. Um. Ooh. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah. So, <laughs> single. What single character would you sp- be stuck in the void with? Oh yeah, let's. Uh, so, spoiler review over. Spoiler review over of Loki. There. So, just letting people know yeah. by waving my hands. Um. Oh man. Well, given what we saw of okay. it, okay, yeah, I'd say someone like Captain Marvel, because okay. got the best chance of getting me the fuck out. Probably true. Yeah. Probably true. So. I mean, if I'm going to be stuck there for infinity, I might still make the same Captain Marvel choice, just for different reasons. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I like Sophia DiMartino. I might be stuck with Lady Loki in the void. Sure. I sure. mean, she's she's rather attractive. She's smart as hell. She's very talented uh-huh. as a sorceress, perhaps, or a trickster. So I'm probably I'm probably screwing myself because she's probably going to find well, a way to get herself out, and not me out. But uh, I would I would absolutely be in the void because I really loved her portrayal in the show. So I'm down with being stuck in the void with Lady Loki. Plus, during filming, she was uh, breastfeeding. So you would have a source of milk in this apocalyptic hellscape. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my I'm not God. saying right from the, uh, you know, she could fill up a little cup for you. The opinions of Matt Nose or Matt Nose. Hey, look, you're parched. <laughs> That's got protein in it. That's that could save your life. You tell me you turn that down. <laughs> I don't know. Or Nebula. Nebula could be interesting because you know Nebula is going to find a way out of that situation. She's a scrapper like that. Uh, I'd still take Captain Marvel because she can fly. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. The flying plus the energy abilities and whatnot, I think it gives us more possibilities. And the character should be intelligent. Yeah. Uh, Find me another, you know, maybe Thor. Yeah, maybe Thor. Maybe Thor. But Thor could be broy. So you could be in some trouble here. Well, I'm just saying to get off. But she can yeah. travel through space, whereas Thor right. has to have the light bridge. Right. So it's not quite the same thing. So now nah, yeah. Iron Man suit isn't going to make it that far. Like there's very few characters that can do precisely what she does, which is why you yeah. can't use her all that often. It's true. It's, it's like Superman. True. Yeah. Right. 
Good point. Yeah. You got to be sparingly because otherwise this dude solves every problem. Hey. Or this gal. <laughs> um. All right. Well, thank you, Chris. There's our answers to those questions. Hope you enjoyed that. Let's move on to our next one. What do we got, Matt? Uh, this is from Nick Baldwin. He sent in oh. two. How do you want to okay. do this? Well, um, okay. Uh, he says, Hey guys, wanted to help out as much as machine gun Lemke, but not nearly as creative. So with the, oh, okay. So I think it's a follow up. Okay. To the last time he sent us about Aaron. Anyway, I think it was that psychological study oh, or something yeah, that we looked yeah, up. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's sending a follow up to that and says, "Hey guys, just laughed so hard I was on the ground when you answered my last email. Love that my question sent you down a brilliant, albeit wrong, rabbit hole. <laughs> Thinking I was psychoanalyzing you. Uh, the other Aaron at all, nineteen ninety seven, you glazed over was the one I was citing. I have no idea what sensory processing sensitivity is, mm. and I am in no way qualified to analyze from a distance. Uh, so attached is." Oh, okay. A breakdown of what it is. Oh, okay. And, uh, All right. Well, we should um, take a look at that for maybe next time. Yeah, let's take okay. a look at that for next time. And then we'll... All right. Well, let's move on to our next one. What's our next one here, man? Next one is Dale Varley says, hello again, Ooh. gents. Do you fellas have any favorite Easter eggs in film? Mine is anytime a film uses the Wilhelm scream. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Dale Varley. Okay. Uh, the Wilhelm screen is great. Okay. Um, Favorite Easter eggs. Hold on. I got to look that up because I don't know. I will, well, like a meta reference to something else. A subtle, oh, that was in the background, and that's actually a this and a that. That could be yeah. an Easter egg. Like the Millennium Falcon in, uh, is it Phantom Menace or is it Attack of the Clones when they're showing back up to the Senate building? Mm-hmm, you can mm-hmm. see a small Millennium Falcon flying into one of the hangars, but it's really yeah. tiny. Or there's an ET delegation in the Senate itself. Right. Uh, that's a nice little Easter egg. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think whatever else off the top of the old dome. What do you got? Um, What'd you come up with? Uh, there's a few of these here where like... Um... I don't know, THX 1138 appears in a lot of oh, animation. Yeah. In the hieroglyphics of Indiana Jones, there's oh, R2-D2 and C-3PO. Yeah. I think they use that. There's another of them. Well, there's Club Obi-Wan and oh, Temple yeah. of Doom. Oh, yeah. That's right. Temple of Doom. Um, and uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. And in the end of... Um, and Winter Soldier, Nick Fury's headstone has Ezekiel three sixteen on it, which is really funny. What he says in oh. pulp, pulp Fiction for fans of the Zodiac Killer. Oh, Tashi Station in Star Wars is a reference to the detective that was the primary investing investigating the Zodiac Killer because George Lucas was from San Francisco and was completely enamored with that entire investigation. So he <laughs> held on to the name Tashi, and that's why it's called Tashi Station. Wow. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, I learned that at some point about the movie Zodiac, and I was like, oh, that is super interesting. <laughs> um, uh, we get we what the big Kahuna Burger shows up in From Dust Till Dawn, which, of course, was referenced in okay. Pulp Fiction. That's a good one. Well, there's that cigarette brand. What is it? Red Apple? That's in a bunch of Tarantino. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's is true. Is that really Red an Apple. Easter egg? 
Uh, it's more of a connective tissue, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, I remember yeah. I lost to Bibiani on that question. That was a five-pointer. I can't believe I didn't get that one. On the name of the cigarettes? Yeah. I That's just a tough one, but... I just hadn't studied that Tarantino side of things yet. So I think it's a depending on where it is in the category type of yeah. they've done it a couple times. That's a legit question. Yeah. Oh no, it's a totally legit question. How about the ET uh, Federation in uh, Phantom Menace? I said that one earlier. Oh, you did. Oh, my bad. Yeah. My bad. Right after the Millennium Falcon. Oh yeah, that's right. You did. I apologize. Uh, but it's a good one. I apologize. Um, uh, let's see what else we got. Let's see Marvel and the Wizard of Oz and Twister. Really. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Well, of course, they would do that. A wizard the Millennium Falcon. A, yeah, yeah, that's right. And Twister. And make, yeah, of course, because the hurricane and all that. Yeah, of course. Apparently, the Millennium Falcon's in Blade Runner, man. I didn't know that. Really? Interesting. Huh. Yeah, it's, Where it's did a, it say? It's apparently bled into the back of um, when he's running across the cars chasing... I think chasing Joanna Cassidy, um, they didn't have a background for the buildings. So they essentially just put the Millennium Falcon like this and made it look like the Part background of the building. Yeah, yeah, of buildings that he was running past. I had no idea. Very interesting. I know in both those movies, there's numerous scenes where plain as day, you can see Harrison Ford. So, Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I took time out of our lives. For that sentence, you know, it's a good Easter egg. I wouldn't have caught it's, that. Uh, <laughs> well, there's got to be other great ones like references too. Well, people people talk about oranges in The Godfather. Um, what is that an Easter egg to? Oh well, every time an orange appears, the a person dies. Like the person who's either touching oh. the orange or holding the orange dies. Um, is that an which egg? which uh, Coppola says was not intentional. Um, he and apparently. The X, yeah, right. The X in The Departed. Every time an X appears near a character, they die in The Departed. Yeah, I think that's intentional. Yeah, I don't know if that's an Easter egg though. Does that qualify under the I don't definition? Know, I'm, just looking, I'm looking right here. Um, oh, apparently. Oh, yeah. Um, Rapunzel and Eugene from Tangled show up in Frozen in the opening when uh, Elsa is being, I think, named the queen. So yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. you can see the the Pizza Planet truck that shows up in all the different Pixar movies. Oh, right, true, that's true. That's as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying, <laughs> if it's a specific motif that the like the X is going for, I don't think that right. that's that's fair. I, at uh, least my understanding of the definition of Easter egg, but I mm-hmm. could totally be wrong. It could be subdefined. Actually, sometimes it means this. I have no fucking clue. I, I like someone someone put uh, all of Ready Player One. <laughs> I was like, yeah, pretty much. You know what's weird? I simultaneously really like and really hate that movie. Yeah, I've heard that from a number of people. Talk to me. Why do you think that is? I don't know. Like, I love the scene where he figures out the first clue. Yeah. He's driving the DeLorean and goes backwards, and it's the hole underneath and ends up in the Central Park type of... I think that is magic. And that's basically, if I read the book, which I never did, I'm Mm -hmm. assuming that's a great representation, and you enjoyed that sequence. Yeah. Uh, And then the the over the top cartoon nature of so many different elements in it really yeah. sucks me out of um i think there's a truly excellent movie in there somewhere yeah okay um but i have now watched it i think like 3 times wow i i hate love it love hate right. it however you want to say it 
I enjoy watching for picking the things out. Uh, I enjoyed that. Okay. That I liked. But then as as I've come back to rewatch the movie, I haven't enjoyed it as much after you get past that joy of picking yeah. the characters out. Sometimes I think it's terrible. Yeah. There are moments for sure. Absolutely. So, yeah. Like in the, the dance hall scene and he's dressed up as what? Buckaroo Banzai? Yeah. And I'm like, really? Everything? <laughs> Whereas... You know, just previous to that, when she shows up as the forearmed thing from Mortal Kombat or whatever, I love yeah. that. Yeah, that's a great way for her to disguise herself. And oh yeah, they would have disguises in this world. And right, uh, showing up on the mountain at the beginning of the movie, and then at the end, all the vi- different characters—that to me totally works. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like trying to cram in a reference, which I guess makes sense in a world where you could be anything and everybody's on it. Right. Um. Still though. I know, like going through the arcade thing to buy the holy hand grenade. Oh, oh yeah. I got to have this or a Zemeckis right. cube. What's well, a right. Rubik's cube? Why is it called a Zemeckis cube? Is it just Zemeckis because it's a reference to the 80s because Robert Zemeckis did so many movies in the 80s? <laughs> Why couldn't we just call it a Rubik's cube and then have Zemeckis named after something else? Like That's there's points. Um, and then other times I think it's really excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, all right. Um, let's see here. Where we're at? Uh, we're at tw- twenty-five minutes. You want to do one more? Yeah, let's do one more. Okay, one more. This is from Ben Cartwright. It says, "Hey guys, when listening to a recent Topic Thunder episode, directors, 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 it got me thinking about John Favreau, who has no doubt had a great career as an actor, writer, producer, and director. But it got me thinking. Okay, it's twice he said that. Do you think he is underappreciated with the work he has put out there?" More, most recently, his work bringing Star Wars universe to life in The Mandalorian has been widely praised, but he has films such as Iron Man, Chef, Elf, and The Jungle Book who, that were incredibly well-received slash are much-loved films, just to name a few. Thanks for all the work you do, Ben Cartwright. Yeah, uh, Matt, is John Favreau appropriately appreciated or underappreciated? Um, oh, good question. Uh, you stumped him. Well, I think as a designer, Mm. architect type of thinker of the big picture. Yeah. um, I think he gets a ton of credit. Okay. And I think it's justifiably so. He's gotten the live action Disney's up to a billion dollar entity. He's Mm. got Mandalorian. He helped usher in the MCU and created the successful superhero template. Sure. Um, Sure. So I think for that, but for his hand at directing, I'm not sure if he gets perhaps as much credit as he should. I'm not sure how much credit he should get is where I'm yeah. landing. I think I'm in the spot with you. I think he's a good director, but I don't go, oh, I've got to see the next John Favreau movie. Like, I don't have that kind of yeah. vibe. Uh, you look at his film since 2001, which was his directorial debut made, um, or at least a feature film the- uh, directorial debut. Then he did Elf, which was great. Zathura, I guess, but no one really talks about Zathura. Then he does Iron Man in 2008, but then he follows it up with Iron Man 2, which a lot of people don't like. Then Cowboys and Aliens was an absolute bomb. So he kind of doesn't direct anything for a while other than TV shows. He directed the About a Boy pilot and the Revolution pilot and an episode of The Office. Um, And then comes back to do a small independent film, kind of like he did with Made with Chef. Then he takes on a massive film like The Jungle Book, and I think he delivers a, a great film in The Jungle Book. 
but then follows that up with Lion King three years later. Um, and then the Mandalorian, right? So he only yeah. directed one episode of the Mandalorian and he's directed one episode of the book of Boba Fett so far that he's credited for. So you can give him credit for, as Matt said, the architecture of these projects, but his directing resume is not as strong as you would think. And so I think he's appropriately rated. People are waiting for a run and he hasn't had an uninterrupted run of success yet as a director. That being said, when he gets it right, he gets it right. And you can't argue the money he's making now with his films because Lion King made $1.6 billion. And oh, I'm yeah. sure he's making a crap ton off Mandalorian, him and um, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Filoni. Yeah, Dave Filoni. They're making a lot of money yeah. doing the, what they're doing for Mandalorian. So, and I love the, yeah. the now they're bringing Filoni in over to the live action side. Yeah, yeah, of course. And of treating course. it like, you know, he's really risen up through the ranks and be like, <laughs> he's the only thing you got that's minted certified gold for you right now. That's I love true. this fucking game from single A ball nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he was he was throwing heat in single a you fucking should have recognized this town a little sooner we had to build him up we had to build him up we had to build him up exactly he, went, <laughs> but he would have crumbled in high pressure situations we had to get him slowly but surely <laughs> he needed so I, to step his cowboy hat game up to fucking elite oh, level true i would turn the question back around on ben cartwright does having four five good movies on your resume does that constitute needing to be overly praised because uh, i don't think it does um and how many masterpieces directorial wise does he have on his resume i would argue maybe one which is iron man but that even that's kind of an argument that you can make uh, or can't make or you can defend or or or, or cut undercut that argument for sure elf is a great holiday movie it's a classic yes. Already instant classic, modern yeah. classic, but it's not a masterpiece. And so I think he's appropriately rated in the way that people um, don't know what they're going to get, hope for the best. And when it comes out well, they're happy for John Favreau. But I don't think people go, oh, it's a Jan John Favreau movie. I got to be there opening night. Um, yes. I, th I don't think he's one of those directors that elicits that kind of, and rightfully so, I think. As you brought up, I mean, the mm. resume isn't as long for how well-known he is, but it mm -hmm. comes from the writing and the producing and the everything else. Yes, yes. You know, um, but as you pointed out, directing side, like I, I'm a, I think I enjoy Zathura more than most. Okay. okay. I think it's entirely enjoyable. I realize Jumanji exists. So Right. Why not just watch Jumanji? But this is a fun kind of addition to the same rough universe type of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, Cowboys and Aliens, I believe there's a good movie in there somewhere. Yeah. What the problem to me was it was boring. Mm -hmm. And you have Cowboys versus Aliens. <laughs> it should not it be should not be boring. Yeah, no, it is basically every child's what if this mm -hmm. fought of that who wins? It's one of my favorite band names of all time, Bear, Bear versus Shark. <laughs> it's fucking great. What a great name, Bear versus Shark. Truth. Uh, but it's that stupid just pairing with T-Rex versus a blah. Um, 
I think there's a good movie in there somewhere, but overall the directing is most of it or a chunk of it isn't for me. Yeah. The live action Disney's thus far, I haven't seen one, so they're clearly not for me. Um, I need to see jungle just, book. It's the only one I want good. to see, to be honest. It's good. I just, he needs to go on a run for people to go to the next level of John Favreau as a director. He needs to go on his, yeah. on a run, but people respect the fuck out of him as a creator. That's for damn sure. Undoubtedly. If you, this isn't like a Shyamalan say, situation. Right, right. If you say Favreau's executive producing a show or a movie or a franchise, I'm interested. If you say he's directing, I'm a little less interested, but I'm still interested. And that's the difference, I think, yeah. when you look at the situation. Yeah. I agree. So, yeah. Um, okay. Well, there you go. That's our uh, questions here for Topic Thunder. Appreciate you all as patron- patrons sending in your questions, thoughts, and comments. Thank you to everybody who sent in uh, stuff today. Thank you very much to Ben Cartwright for that last question. Thank you to Dale Varley. Thank you to Nicholas Baldwin, who uh, sent us something to think about for next week. And thank you to Chris Lemke, for sure. Uh, Matt, what do we have to tell him? Follow the show at Top Ten Show on Twitter and on Instagram and Facebook. It is forward slash the Top Ten Podcast with the number 10. So please hit up so. uh, us up over there and if you'd like to participate in this show mm. head over to patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10 and you can uh, there's an email over there specifically for this you can rifle in whatever question you want so please join us over there and follow me anywhere at matt nost there you go follow me at the roca says on twitter and on instagram and we'll talk to you next time with another brand new episode of topic thunder Ooh.